everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dom and Jimbo's Album Swap, episode number 46. Um, this episode we have two whole albums we're going to talk about, and also a recommendation from Daniel at the end. Yeah, um, yeah, you got you got it ready? Over right at the end of his birthday week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, um, so... Yes, like I said, we have two albums we're going to talk about. The first of which was recommended by my father. How are you doing over there? I'm doing pretty good, man. Yeah. Um, the album he recommended last time was uh, by a band, pretty famous in the late 90s, early 2000s, that kind of area, called Queens of the Stone Age. Um, the album is called Songs for the Deaf, probably their most popular album. Um, so why don't you sort of tell us your history with this album and why you picked it yeah so when the album came out 2002 um they started playing no one knows off this album on the radio a good deal mm -hmm. and in a lot of other places and um i thought it was really good i thought they were an interesting sounding band i knew josh homie had worked with you know a couple of other artists and you know he had queens of the stone age and they were getting a pretty good reputation as a good live band as well as just a good band in general and um, I just thought they sounded interesting. And I, and they also, I don't know if it was before this or after this, I can't remember, but they uh, <clears throat> had a fairly big hit with, uh, I think it was called Little Sister. I don't know. I've I never heard of it. that band before. Huh? I've never heard of that band before. No, it's a song from Queens of the Stone Oh. 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 Um, that wasn't on this, right? Am I crazy? No, it's not. Uh, Must have been on either right before this album or right after. It was very close near... That that song had uh, had gotten some pretty good radio play too. I felt like it was before this, but I'm not really sure. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I'd heard those two songs, and um, you know, just thought they were really good, and, and started listening to this album. Um, I started listening to a little bit more of Josh Homme stuff, um, and then I liked what he did with um, that yeah, that side project band with uh, Eagles of Death Metal. He, no. Um, the one he did with the bass player from Led Zeppelin and Dave Grohl. Oh, um, oh my gosh, why can't um, I think of the name of this band? I've listened to him like a ton. Oh my gosh. Well, anyway, yeah, he did a side project. And Crooked Vultures. Crooked Vultures. I like them a lot, too. Um, I like it because... <laughs> and this, I, this is going to sound like I'm slamming Dave Grohl, and I'm really not. Um, Foo Fighters are not super my thing. I like some of the stuff they're doing. But out of their... <laughs> Excuse me. Out of their entire catalog, I don't like a lot of their stuff. Um, but I like Nirvana, um, and I think he's a really good drummer, and he played drums in that band. So I was kind of happy he just went back to playing drums. Yeah. <laughs> and Josh Alme was on guitar and vocals, and um, the bass player from Led Zeppelin, John Paul Jones uh, from Led Zeppelin, is just amazing. So yeah, um, that was a really cool super group. And Crooked Vultures, I believe they've only done one album. Um, were really good. That that album was really good. I think they might have put out a second, but I'm not really sure of that. I know there was at least talk of it. Yeah, them Crooked Vultures only has one album. Yeah, I know there was talk of them doing another one, but I don't. I, I'm pretty sure it hasn't happened yet. Um, so yeah, I just like Josh Homme in general. Um, I think Queens of the Stone Age are a really good band. They're uh, sometimes they're just kind of regular rock and roll and good, and sometimes they're kind of weird and eclectic. So I kind of like yeah. that mix of it. Um, so yeah, that's why I got into them, and that's uh, why I recommend this, recommended this album. I thought it'd be an interesting 
uh, you know, journey for uh, for you guys to take and yeah. take a listen. That song so. "Little Sister," by the way, came out after this. It was after it. Okay, like fourth album, "Lullabies to Paralyze." Yeah, that's it. That's it. And I've listened to that album too. That's pretty good too. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, there's my experience, and um, uh-huh. I'm gonna go to Dominic first on this one. What do you think? I know you've listened yeah. to this album before, so yeah, and I enjoy it quite a lot. Um, there's a lot of interesting personnel uh, on this album. I forget. Uh, well, Dave Grohl is on the drums for a lot of. The, is it all of the songs? I thought all of them were Dave. Yeah, Grohl. I think so. So he's on drums for this album, and this was the album they were um, between. I think this is the album they were between drummers, and he offered his services on this album. He was definitely in the video. I remember for no one knows. So um, you know, I don't know. He could have been on some. He could have been on all. I don't know, but. Either way, yeah, he did. He did have a lot of input in this album, which is probably why I like it. I think he's a really good drummer. So yeah, I you think, know, I think the drums on it are like immaculate. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know um, which of <laughs> so which of the Ween brothers it is too. But one of the I think one of the Ween brothers is on this album too, and I like Ween a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're on. I know they're on Six Shooter. And I think, I don't know, I think it's on, like, one of the last songs, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. And, um, yeah, the, the guitar on it is also immaculate. Josh mm-hmm. Homme, some of his best guitar work is on this album, especially on, like, No One Knows, uh, Song for the Dead, uh, Hanging Tree. Those songs are amazing, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, song for the Deaf, too, at the end. I think that, that song is great, yeah. Um... You think I ain't worth a dollar, but I feel like a millionaire. Isn't my favorite song. It's sort of like an intro song to the album. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of screaming in it, which I kind of like, but it doesn't really fit the vibe of the rest of the album. Right. Um, it's sort of like, yeah, it's sort of like a little bit more intense <laughs> than the rest of the album. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you call it like songs for the deaf, but it's not that loud of an album in my opinion. It's got gritty um, guitar, yeah. so I think that might be a reason, but I don't know. Yeah, it just seems like an like an edgy uh, album title, but I do like I do actually like the little like interludes of um, like radio like DJs mm-hmm. in the middle. Um, I thought that was funny a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, I like the yeah. one. I was like the one after no one knows. Yeah, where you hear the Mexican radio <laughs> yeah. thing. Um, yeah, and I like no one knows a lot. I thought that was a great song. First, mm-hmm. it giveth. Uh, not my favorite, but it's a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, song for the Dead is really great, I think. The Sky Has Fallen, again, not one of my favorites, but still good. Six Shooter was kind of uh, a short one. Not many things to say about that, in my opinion, but uh, it was all right. Hanging Tree, um, yeah, I really like that song, too. Mm-hmm. Go With The Flow is pretty good. Uh, I think gonna, that was a single too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I kind of seems like yeah. one, honestly. Yeah. Um, gonna leave you. Gonna leave you was one of my least favorite songs. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad, but uh, yeah. I didn't love it. Um, Do it again. I don't remember that song. It's um, alright. Yeah. It's kind of mediocre. As, I, lo- as far I as like goes. God is in the radio a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another love song is my least favorite. That one like goes the least hard, like. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it, it's one of, it's, I think, the slowest song on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that's not exactly why I don't like it. It's it's sort of part of it because it sort of kills the mood of the whole thing towards mm-hmm. the end. Um, but, you know, 
it's not that bad it's it's i just don't find it as interesting as the rest of the songs yeah and um song for the deaf is great mosquito song is fine that's like a hidden track Mm. where it was on like the original cd yeah um it was like one of those hidden tracks which was like a big thing in the 2000s people would do i don't understand why Um, yeah i guess i mean you don't like a lot of people like pointed them out like in the track list like there's a hidden track at the end like i would think like the whole point of it is just like you just keep listening to the cd mm. see what happens they did that you, as far as back as albums but it was different when they would do with albums because you would have the last song and then they would leave like yeah they would leave like a minute of dead air yeah and then they'd start playing another song or doing yeah. another hit i feel like that works better on like vinyl or yeah, something works um, much better on vinyl works okay on cd yeah but it's hard to do on digital really yeah but I mean, I mean, they do it sometimes where it's, like, a song that's, like, it's, like, ten minutes long, and then, like, there's, like, a minute of dead air, and it starts another song. Another thing they used to do on CDs was, like, if you had a CD that had, like, say, ten tracks on it, they would make Uh a track 99. Yeah. And you'd have to skip ahead. Did Tool do that or something? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I think it it was done a few times. Not necessarily always number 99, but they'd pick a weird number. I think it was it was some band like maybe it was like Marilyn Manson or something too. Maybe yeah, um, that seems kind of douchey. <laughs> yeah, but that's hey, all. I mean, metal, hidden, metal music know. is kind of like that in general. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, songs for the deaf. I would say classic album, um, an alternative rock. I think it's very influential too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Josh Homme is one of the best guitarists. This was their the second. Game. Album? I think it's like their third. Was it the third? Okay. I think they came out with an album first, and then that. I don't think that one was so popular, but yeah. uh, Rated R was like the one that got them super popular, and then this one. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'd say this is like their seminal, like mm. magnum opus. Um, the rest of their stuff is pretty good. I actually like um, their 2013 album, like Clockwork. I don't know if you've ever heard that. I've thought about recommending that to you. I- um, that's one I of know their... I listened to one of their albums that was much more recent. I don't know. Have they come out with one since then? They came out with one more after you that. You remember what that was called? Villains, I think. Uh, no. Maybe that. Um, maybe the one you're saying is yeah, the one like, I listened to. Then. Like Clockwork was yeah. really great. Um, I think I did listen to that, yeah. That one's a lot more like dramatic, like uh, theatrical and dramatic yeah. almost. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but anyway. Um, yeah, I'd give this like a... An A minus. Ooh, two straight A minuses. Yeah, from the Dominator. What did wow. you recommend last time? Oh yeah, uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, that yeah. I was surprised you. Like, I don't know. I was a little surprised at least. Honestly, yeah, I might like rating. A minus to an A. Uh, but I'm gonna go with an A. Ooh. Um, I like the I like this album a lot. I think it's really great. Cool. Um, yeah. I like Josh Homme, man. I just dig his vibe. I don't know what yeah. it is about him. I don't, he I don't, gets in their area to me with like Jack White, and not that I love everything Jack White does exactly, but yeah, I seem to like most of what he does. Yeah, um, I think you described it last time. Like they're always making music and like yeah. in different ways. Yeah. So those two, maybe I throw Mike Patton in there because Mike Patton's always doing something. You're, you know, those guys are just like that's what I like about them. They're just always doing something. Yeah, the love of your life, Mac, Mike Patton. I don't know, man. It's it's competition yeah. now with him and Josh Homme. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't love everything Josh Homme does, but yeah, I honestly don't like um, them Crooked Vultures that much. But yeah, um, definitely an extremely talented guy. Yeah. Um, Did you guys get Homme to check out Laboratory Lou? 
No, I didn't. Uh, I, I've actually been meaning to check that whole uh, project out with like uh, Paul McCartney because there's mm-hmm. a lot of interesting artists yeah. that he had on there. I did. Yeah. What'd you think of it? I liked it. You liked it? it cool. Yeah. I like Paul McCartney more than you, I think. But I don't dislike Paul McCartney. I just like, you know, he's not one of my favorite people in the world. He's not one of my favorite Beatles. But I mean, as a, he's a good musician and he's a yeah. He's very influential. So, who's your favorite Beatle? Probably George. Yeah, yeah. That seems. I mean, that seems to be like the. I, I'd say George is probably my favorite too, but I think Paul is after that. Honestly, I'm not a big. I'm not a big Lennon fan. I liked Lennon's music. <clears throat> I, I again separate the artist from the person. I think Lennon would land in front of McCartney for me. Yeah, but I just don't. I don't think John Lennon was a very good person. So yeah, that's another. I mean, yeah. aspect. I don't um, know if Paul McCartney was a great person either. I enjoy I some of Paul McCartney's solo music is obnoxious, but I enjoy a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And I guess I haven't given John Lennon's as much of a chance, but yeah, just a lot of his this you know the stuff he did with Yoko Ono and stuff. Just that was a whole other. It seems obnoxious yeah. to me, and I don't lo- I don't love his like singer songwriter stuff either. Like the album that Imagine, I think that album was just called Imagine. Yeah, but um, I don't love that whole thing that he did either so mm. anyways we're not talking about the beatles this time um <laughs> my so, take on queens of the stone yes dana what yes. did you think of queens of the stone age songs for the deaf i didn't like it as much as you did but I, uh-huh. I still enjoyed it um for what it was it was really good uh there were some well what do you mean by for what it was i i don't know i just say that sometimes oh, okay uh <laughs> It was, yeah, it was good. You know, for a bunch of stupid people making it out, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I enjoyed this, and yeah, some of it was a little, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say boring, because that's not the word I'm looking for. Some of it was a little, like, meh. Yeah. Um, some of it kind of faded in the background. Yeah. Um, but there were some real standouts. No one knows. I've I knew they made. This is one of the few albums that are like hits off of an album that Dad enjoyed. That I knew the person who made them made them. Yeah. I didn't know it was on this album, but I've liked that song for a while. I liked uh, songs for the dead. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. Sh- Six Shooter, Go with the Flow. I don't like another love song, or you think I ain't worth a dollar, but. I I forgot the full name of the song. You think I ain't worth a dollar, but I feel like a millionaire. I feel like a millionaire. I didn't like that song. Yeah, it, it it's sort of a weird song. Kind of like grinding it, that that grinding guitar that mm-hmm. Dad was talking about. It had mm-hmm. too much of that. I think I, I like a lot of songs like that, like screamy, uh, crazy songs like that. But yeah, um, it's possible. I just don't. I just saw a picture of Josh Homme. Is he okay? Why? Oh, look at this picture. Yeah, he went through a phase, I think shortly after this album came out, where he was really dressing up like a guy from the 50s and slicking his hair back. Yeah. It was a weird thing he was doing for a while. I don't know why he was doing that. He um, dresses like that in general. Yeah, he's a weird looking guy. I mean, he's not ugly exactly, but he's he's odd looking. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. But, um, I mean, he really has, like, red hair, actually. He's got, like, yeah, reddish hair. Really? Yeah, I have to say, if there's one thing about this album and Josh Homme in general that I'm not a huge fan of, I, I don't love his voice. 
Um, I think it can get a little bit, I guess, like almost like too dramatic at times. For, I don't know how to explain it. I feel like it's perfect on No One Knows. Yeah. Like, some songs it gets a little too... Like, a little too... I understand what you mean, but that's kind of a weird way to describe it. Out there. It. No, I, yeah, I don't think you're describing it or emulating it properly. It's a little too... I know what you're saying. It's a little too out there sometimes, but on No One Knows, he really, like, hones it in and yeah. really focuses on the good parts of the voice, I think. I like I like his voice, like, almost all the time. and I. But I understand, yeah. it's like one of those things where... I would understand, like you would understand, if someone found um, the Danny, guy from Danny guy from Modest Mouse, Modest Mouse's voice Danny annoying, Brown. huh? Or Danny Brown, or Danny. Or <laughs> like yeah. you know, you understand it, but it's just you enjoy yeah. it, like it, it's pleasing to you. You know, honestly, and, and like honestly, like there are certain things, like uh, th- there are certain vocalists I don't like, but like I can appreciate that they're unique you know mm-hmm. like they left an impression on me whether yeah. I liked it or not right, right. Um, Josh Homme feels like one of those people yeah though, like, I think he's a good vocalist in general but there's something about his he's voice got, that just bothers me sometimes. you know what's funny is the two people that I've heard and my two of my favorite people people say have an annoying voice are him and Mike Patton but they're also actually known as having a really great vocal range so it's really weird yeah you know, but they do weird. I, I get it though. They do weird things with their voices, and yeah. I think they find that part of the art. But yeah. I can, like I said, I enjoy it. But I can also understand why someone wouldn't. So. Also, the drums on this album are just very, very good. Yeah, and uh, that's Dave, Dave Grohl mostly. Dave Grohl, they're, they're, and Nirvana yeah. drums. And I, I like should, those. yeah, I should stop praising it during your time. But I have to say, like the recording of this album is like super crisp and well mm-hmm. recorded. Like something, something about that, like in rock mm-hmm. music, is very important. Yeah, like yeah. It, I want to feel like the punch of those guitars, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And the drums and stuff. Like, and no, no one knows always yeah. kind of made me feel like I wanted to go and, like, strut down the street. It's like, dang, dang, and then, dang, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I love the guitar in that song. It makes you want a headbang. Just like the beginning of um, Cowboys from Hell from Pantera, for example, <laughs> makes me want to punch someone in the face. Yeah. And I know that's not a good, it's not supposed to be a good feeling, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, in a way... It just gets me like, ah! <laughs> yeah. It energizes Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. makes you feel the emotions. Exactly. Which is exactly. the point of music. Yeah. Um, so, I yeah, say. I'd give this album a B, I think. We should apologize to Dale. Uh, we stepped on him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. You will not want to apologize to me when you hear my recommendation. Oh, no. Um, Uh-oh. Here comes I, Macho Man. I, Uh-oh. okay, let's just say well, that for the let, end of Let's the just say that, yeah, let's... Um, so, Let's see what happens. So what's your grade? I'm sorry. B. B? Yeah. That's pretty good. B. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, this I just want a good album. Before we go into Dan, uh, Dominic's album, I had an idea for this week, and it was pretty funny, because this is week 46, right? And if I'm not mistaken, who was our 46th president? Trump, wasn't he? Trump. No, Joe Biden is our 46th president. Oh, he was 45? Oh. Donald no, Trump was 45, yeah. Trump was 45, yeah. Why? Oh, we should Why? have done that. Because I was saying four Trump's number. <laughs> We should have done, like, the worst albums we could think of. <laughs> I was thinking about doing that for our yeah. year anniversary, but then Maybe I had, something a, I had like another that. idea, which I'll bring up. Oh, I wish it was. I wish I remembered it was 45 and not 46. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. No, we could yeah, just do yeah. that anyway. Oh. Never mind. We could just have a theme. We got a, we had a random soundtrack yeah. I mean, theme week. we have, like, two, like, I don't know which anniversary to celebrate because it's going to be the 50th episode soon, but mm-hmm. also number 52 is the year we'll anniversary. Year, yeah. 
So I don't know. But um, I think it makes more sense to do the year, but I don't care. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. So Whatever. we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So B. So B. B. Yeah. All right. Um. On to Modest Mouse. Yes. The next album. I'm gonna take us into the next album. Oh, nice. Because nice. I am worth it. Um, <laughs> this feels like a commercial. The next yeah. out, maybe it's Maybelline. The next yeah. album is gonna be Modest Mouse's. Uh, what was this? You ready for this? Yeah. So you're not ready for yeah, it. Yeah, you don't know. We okay, were dead so before the ship even even sank. You're I not ready for this either. <laughs> so. Yes, Modest Mouse. We've talked about Modest Mouse before. Um, honestly, Modest Mouse, one of the first bands I ever got into, like, a lot. Um, I know their discography by heart. Um, I don't love all of it as much as I used to. Uh, their last album was honestly pretty bad, in my opinion. Um, but all of it, I would say, I enjoy. Definitely, even if I, like, can almost consider it bad, I still enjoy it just because... Um, I, like, know it so well, I guess. Um, and it's almost, like, nostalgic for me. But, uh... They have, like, sort of a few different, like, uh, eras of their career. So, last time I recommended their album, The Lonesome Crowded West. And that album is the part of their career that I would say that they were at their most like almost punkish and it was it wasn't punk but it was like like disenfranchised youth that he was screaming all the time he was uh the guitars were a lot more abrasive mm. it was a lot less cl- it was the mix was a lot dirtier and i love that um but i think it's a very it, it's harder to get into that in a way uh for some people or at least i think i think it's interesting to see that side of them Versus this side of uh, them, which on this album, this came out in 2006, it was their... Seven. 2007, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, 2007, it was their fifth album overall. And this album portrays a lot more sort of maturity, but definitely a lot more uh, stuff about them growing old. And uh, the sort of disenfranchisement with life in that way. Mm. Uh, the The title is hard, is sort of a reference to what a lot of the songs talk about, which is sort of us taking, you know, humans taking sort of a backseat in life and not really uh, appreciating what we've got or, uh, like, you know, just sort of us being dead before we're even dead in a way. Um, it, I mean, it's interpretable in different ways, but that's how I think about it because a lot of the songs seem to be about you know people dying without living and he said he says that on one of the songs like uh i forget which one but he says like we haven't lived enough to even die yeah i think it was on education but um that's almost like the thesis of the album um but yeah so yeah very late into their career actually it's almost a theme with like uh, like people like known for their talents in a certain instrument because Dave Grohl was on the Queens of the Stone Age album and Johnny Marr of the Smiths is on this album doing a lot of the guitar work mm-hmm. and that's why I think this has some of their best like catchiest um, guitar riffs on a lot of the uh, uh, on for most of their albums because yeah. mm-hmm. almost every song in my opinion 
has like a really catchy guitar line in, a, in the lead of it. Right. Um. So yeah, uh, this is not my favorite album of theirs. I would say um, some of their earlier stuff sort of beats that out, but this is out of their more mature, like cleaner produced stuff. Definitely um, one of their most interesting albums, I think, and yeah. one that I think is definitely worth listening to and i kind of thought you guys would appreciate it so um i guess first i'll ask uh daniel what did you think about this album so my experience with this album was very interesting Uh i came into it being like okay i know some of the songs on this album so i'm gonna Mm -hmm. like those songs and then not like the other ones but i ended up finding my favorite modest mouse song possibly ever uh-huh. that I had never heard before listening to the full album. So I like the ones I've heard before I listened to the full album. Dashboard, Fired Up, Florida, and Fly Trapped in a Jar. I'd heard those all before I got here, and I like those. But the song Little Motel, uh-huh. I absolutely love that song. Yeah, that song is... It'll give a little bit away, but I want to jump in. Yeah, that wound up being, to me, the yeah. sleeper hit of this album. Yeah. Like... Yeah. It might be my favorite Modest Mouse song upon yeah. reflection. Yeah. And there was just something so almost pretty, but also kind of like, he also was going kind of crazy on it. Really? Yeah. That I mean, that's one of his most like subdued performances, I think. Yeah, because um, it, it climbs from subdued to sometimes he starts like going a little crazy and then... I mean, I don't really see that, but... but. Yeah... But like it's it's just a, it's just such a nice pretty song and yeah. I like it and I think it's like one of the best song I think it's the best song they've ever made personally that's and fair I, I don't understand how it doesn't get talked about more yeah it I I think within the the fandom it gets talked about but it's definitely it definitely was not like hit song mm. off yeah. of this album I think it got like a video or something but yeah it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't as big as uh, Dashboard, definitely, and not even like I think "Miss the Boat" was the other yeah. sort of popular song. Like it's album. it's to me it's better than Dashboard, but yeah. oh, I know to a lot of people that's probably not true. Yeah. Um, and to me, it's better than "Float On," but it's very similar to that song. So I don't know. Like it's it's kind of weird mm. to me that that song got more than this. It got more play than this. Well, that came out first. I guess, and, um, but if I think it just, I think weirder. that was all. The float on was almost like a, like per like right place, right time sort of thing because that's sort of like bittersweet, like indie rock attitude of of like, like almost like like laid back positivity while still being sort of sad. Yeah, um, was like exactly the tone that everybody was looking for at the time. Yeah. Um, so anyway, go yeah, go ahead. Uh, so yeah, um, that that songs? song was really really good. I don't know if there are any other songs that I liked. Uh, that I that I loved. I that I really really liked. I mean, I yeah. I like most of the songs. I ju- I think there was one I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, that was um, as people as people as places as people as places as people. I didn't I didn't love that song. Really? Yeah. It was just kind of. Meh, and I feel like. Well, actually, this is, this was farther away from Little Motel than I thought it was. Yeah. Um, oh, 
I'm totally wrong. That's not the song I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Steam and Genius. Oh, okay. I yeah, that like, makes sense. I don't really like that. Song. I like that song, but yeah. It, it's sort of out there. Yeah, and it came right after Little Motel. So I was like, oh. Uh-huh. It kind of knocked me down a little bit off the high that I got from that song. Mm-hmm. So... I'd give this an A minus just for Little Motel right. if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say you'd say you enjoy the whole you enjoyed the whole album that much though? Yes, yes, very much. It's a very well put together album. I like it more than the Lonesome Crowded West. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't I don't really like that album. Yeah. It it's not my thing. Um but yeah. Uh what did what did you think, Dad? Yes. Um, well, yeah, I've heard a lot of this album before, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'd never listened to the whole album. Um, it definitely, yeah, I mean, just echoing what, what Daniel said, Little Motel is, yeah, definitely a sleeper hit of this uh, album. Um, took me by surprise. I didn't know the song. And I was just, yeah, it's just real pretty, real well put together. Um, and it just kind of grabs you. And, I, yeah, I just like it. The vocals, the... It, well, I don't want to say the vocals exactly, because he's like a... He's one of the singers you were just talking about. Like, I like listening to him, but I also understand he's got a weird voice. What's his name? Again? <laughs> you know? Isaac, Isaac Brock. Isaac Brock. Um, but I, what I meant to say was the lyrics. The lyrics yeah. were yeah. very interesting, at the very least. Yeah. Um, Dashboard has always been one of my favorites. Um, and what's funny is that of their two biggest hits, that and Float On, I actually don't like Float On that, that much anymore. <laughs> like, I've kind of fell out of love with Float On, but I still like Dashboard a lot. Yeah. Uh, Float On is cool. It's, like, catchy, and it's it's got some interesting lyrics in it, too. But I don't know. I just I can't listen to that as much anymore. I don't know if I listened to it too much or I, I just fell out of like with it. But I don't hate it, but it's yeah. it's... Yeah, I don't like it as much as I used to. But I still like Dashboard as much as I used to. So yeah, like Dashboard and Fired Up, those two in a row are really good. Florida's okay. Um, Parting of the Sensory, I don't remember that song that much for some reason. Really? That's one of the odder songs on the album. I don't really like that song. It's uh, probably my least favorite, but it's very divisive. Yeah, like, and then like the two songs together of Education and Little Motel were great. Like those two, one after the other. I liked Education a lot, too. Um, that might be my second or third favorite so- uh, song on this album. Um, yeah, Steam and Genius, I don't remember liking that much. I don't remember ha- I don't remember hating anything on this album. Um, and, yeah, and everything else was good. Um, good to pretty good, but not great. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So, you know, like I said, I didn't hate anything on this album. Um, I liked like four or five, maybe six of them, or like a lot, a lot. Yeah. And the other ones were just pretty good. Like, you know, I don't want to say just, you know, but it's a really good album uh, from start to finish. Um, and it's an hour, so it's, you know, <clears throat> digestible. Yeah. Um, what's funny is mine was exactly an hour, and this one was an hour and two minutes. I never yeah. saw us come that close on and it's, times either. Yeah, there are this sort of, album is one song shorter, and it's still longer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are there are a, a few longer songs. Honestly, "Spitting Venom," neither of you really commented on that song, but I th- I think that's one mm. of the best Modest Mouse songs too. Mm. Um, that song was pretty good. I remember liking it. I remember yeah. loving it. But something about like like the multi phaseness of it, I guess. I really like the guitar, like sort of like two minutes in the way it kicks in. Mm. Um, 
yeah i mean that's just that's just a personal thing but yeah yeah um yeah, I think to me, Education so. and Little Motel were the surprises on this album. Yeah, that I really liked so much. Uh, like I said, Little Motel to me is the best song on the album, and Education is probably the second or third best. Yeah. So what um, would you give it? I would give it an A minus. That's a good. Minus. Yeah. I think we both gave it an A minus. I thought you gave it. Oh, you gave it, an, I a gave minus? it an A minus. Yeah. So yeah, you got two A minuses. Yeah, it's a really good album. I mean, really yeah. good. Yeah. So. Um, Thank you. So, yeah. Um, yeah. We had two good albums this week, I thought. Yeah. You know, like, we both were impressed with both. And we both had a little bit of a history with, it, with both, at least, yeah. you know? Like, you've been... A bit of ever since you started listening to Modest Mouse, I got into them a little bit. And, um, you know, and when we would see them live, you know, that was, like, our first yeah. concert experience together, so that was really yeah. cool. And, um, um... I'll try not to recommend them again, but we'll <laughs> see know. what happens. Um, so I recommend it, too, Faith No More album. Now that I'm not recommending three Mike yeah. Patton albums. Yes, well, you two have. Faith No More. Yeah. Now that we've um, got all those positive feelings out of the way, <laughs> are we going to go for a theme this week, or is he just? Let's just do. Ha- I, think I, I had do a diff- horribleness. I, I don't want to. I had a. I had an album lined up that I was going to do, but I don't let's know. save it for a show. We we do that for specifically. You know, yeah, why don't you? Right, yeah, you why don't we? Okay, I'll save. You know how I'll about save we save it. it for episode fifty-two? I'll save it. Um, okay. Save wait, it. wait. I don't know if, we, if that's a week. All right. Let me hold on. Let me let me think. Well, gotta, well, think about it. This is week 46. So we'll go 47, 48, 49. He'll be on 50. Yeah, He'll be let's, on the 50. Let's do a 50. Let's do the 50? Right. Um, okay. All right. So I'll, I'll... Do you have a backup? Or do you need a minute? I need a minute. All right. I have mine. Do you have yours? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. You want me to do mine first? Sure. Yeah. All right. Well, it's funny because I had my, my selection down to two albums. And what's mm-hmm. funny is we brought up this person in our discussions today. So that kind of made my mind up. So yeah. I'm actually going to uh, um, recommend John Lennon's Double Fantasy. Hmm. I never really heard any of that album. That has some of my favorite songs. Like, I don't dislike Imagine. Imagine isn't on that album. Yeah. I don't dislike Imagine as much as you seem to. But um, <laughs> this has almost all of my favorite songs from him on it. And I really like it a lot. Well, it's Yeah, it's him and Yoko Ono. No, she does. She's not on the album. Really. She's on the picture. I know, but it's it's credited as John Lennon and Yoko Ono. I don't know. I mean, I've never heard the album before, so I don't know. But it's credited as John Lennon, uh, and Yoko Ono. I mean, I know at least the songs that I know from this album. She's not on. Yeah, yeah. And that's one, two, three, four. I mean, maybe she just does like. Like instruments, or she production might do or some instruments on it. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I know she makes a lot oh, wait, of albums her, by by herself. Don't do the so. stripped down one either. Do the regular one. There's one that yeah, says I have one. I have you have the regular one, normal one. Yeah. What's the name of the album again? Double Fantasy. Double Fantasy. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I have mine. All right, um, go ahead. So I recommended an album from this person before. Okay. And it wasn't very well received. But it was because I picked an album by them I didn't really like. Um, well, I, I sort of liked it, but it wasn't my favorite. I just wanted to discuss it. Uh-huh. It's going to be Eminem. Okay. And it's going to be the Marshall Mathers LP 2. Okay. Which is one of my favorite albums of all time. Right. So, I, I don't know if I've listened to this album all the way through. You bought it for me, but... I bought it for you on CD, but... Uh, I definitely heard a lot of the songs on it. Everybody's heard Rap yeah. God. But, um... Yeah. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it's it. It's complicated. Uh, um... Okay. Alright. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, okay. Uh... 
So I have an album that neither of you have probably heard of or have any context for, but I think it's very good. So I'm going to recommend it. Um, it's almost it's kind of a little underrated in my opinion. Um, it's I it's honestly honestly one of the best rap albums of the last decade. But um, I'm going to recommend an album by Billy Woods and Kenny Segal, I think. Kenny Siegel. Um, S-E-G-A-L, I think that's Segal. Uh, Billy Woods and Kenny Segal, Hiding Places. Okay. Yeah, if you just look up Billy Woods' Hiding Places, you'll get it. Um, Billy Woods is the rapper. Kenny Segal is the producer. um, Making the beats and stuff. It's, It's pretty dark. But it's an extremely well-produced album. Billy Woods is kind of a weird rapper, but I think he does a great job too. I, but definitely the standout is like the the production and the beats because they're kind of crazy. Um, and and Billy Woods is I think Billy Woods' storytelling uh, is enough to to keep it, people invested too. Cool. So yeah, um, yeah. So if you want to be caught up for next time. Uh, listen to, um, I forgot already. Listen to uh, "Double Fantasy" by John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Um, uh, Marshall Mathers LP two by Eminem and "Hiding Places" by Billy Woods. Um, we'll see all you guys next time. Have a nice week. Yep.